Welcome back to the Reality Friends podcast, where two friends who have never met in reality talking about reality TV shows, the big topic of the hour. It's the finale of Rivals. And Joseph, I'm going to give you a one minute head start with your intro. Okay, ready? Go. Eric. I can't believe we are we are here finally. Thank you for cutting down my forty five minute lead into one minute. I really appreciate that from you. But I thought that would make for a better better viewership. You know, like better viewing experience. <laughs> yeah. that's all. It's much more entertaining for our podcast listeners. Yeah. That's for sure. Much more suspenseful. I <laughs> uh, hope we get, got you guys on the edge of your seats. And thank you so much, guys, for if you've listened up to this point. Uh, this was really fun, Eric, to dive into this old season of the challenge. Uh, there were so many things I didn't remember. Uh, one of them being how sadistic this final was. Oh, it was brutal. And this final was just incredible because you could see it plainly, like written on the faces of all the contestants, all the vomiting that they were doing, the uh, the goiter or whatever it's called, like on, on Wes's hamstring. Like they were oh so beat up by this final. This is why I consider it to be probably the greatest, if not one of the greatest, uh, I got that backwards, finals of all time, <laughs> except for that one thing that we alluded to, which is the way that it worked on day two, which I will never get over, man. Yes, I'm sure we will bitch about that at length uh, once we get to it. Um, but yeah, I started to feel really bad during the contestants during this. Uh, yeah, and it, it takes a lot for me to like actually like really feel where they're coming from and stuff like that sometimes because i'm just watching a tv show but this was just like very brutal yeah 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 i loved it i loved yeah. every second of it <laughs> it was very compelling yeah, i didn't feel and feel anything <laughs> yeah. for them. uh i mean i it looks really painful but like so is boot camp in the military you know and and they're they're out there getting paid for this it's a competition so like i'm i'm totally fine with watching this off for a little bit like this this really felt like a finale where right up until like that that the way that they made day two work felt like a battle of willpower. Like who wanted it more? And we saw people drop out, Jen and Mandy. They couldn't cut it. They couldn't make it. And we saw Mike and Leroy. He was just like physically probably just too beat up to even try scaling the mountain. Like this was brutal. It yeah. was incredible until it wasn't. But yeah. it was incredible. <laughs> yep. They all seem pretty defeated at a certain point. But... Uh, we're we're going to try to cram two episodes into one, so we're going to start with episode nine, back at the club uh, with That's CT right. yelling at everybody, and CT compares himself to Frankenstein, and everybody's got their pitchforks out, and eventually settles down, and then CT's like, yo, Adam, I want it to be like how it was when we were in real world Paris, when we were like friends and stuff like that. And Adam is like, yeah, that was before you poured a beer on my head, put eight stitches in my face, you know, all that stuff. Reminding CT like, yes, we've come a long way, but, you know, I guess Adam hasn't completely let it all go. Yeah, to quote Rob Sesternino from Survivor, I don't understand why people dwell on the negatives so often. Like, why can't you just focus on the good times, right? Like, uh, see, like what? So I put a few stitches in your face. So I sent you to the hospital. Like, what? Why can't we just go back behind that? Let's go back a little bit further. Remember Real World? That was fun, right? You're right. In fact, what was Real World like? Can you give me some insight uh, as as someone who has not seen the Real World? What What were they like back in the day? So on the real world Paris, uh, CT and Adam were like cool for a minute, but then they do have this fight out on the street when CT is like trying to beat up some foreigner. 
uh, or I guess he's the foreigner technically because they're out. they're in Paris. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah um, good catch, good catch. <laughs> they're, because they're visiting. Uh, but anyway, Adam uh, basically apologizes to the guy for on CT's behalf, and CT was really mad at Adam for doing that. He's like, "Why are you apologizing? Apologizing to this guy who?" I'm in an argument with, I'm fighting with, like, you're a bad friend, essentially. Mm-hmm. But then uh, CT, as he does, escalates it way further. And our boy Ace Amerson is there to try to break it up between the two. Oh, that <laughs> was his season, <laughs> that too? Was, yeah, wow. that was Ace's season. Uh, uh, Ace, a golden Shout boy, o- golden boy always, uh, trying to Challenge defend Challenge all-stars. Yes, yes, wow. yes, first okay. boot. So, um, so things haven't changed too much uh, and, until this season. This really is, like we talked about, the season that CT finally solidifies himself as someone who can be cast on the challenge. Yes. He's not going to get into insane fights. Uh, so that, okay. So Adam feels like he's simply not on board with CT's. So you're going to be friends again? Are we friends again? Can we call me each other friends? Plan? Yeah. Adam's like, uh, never, never quite says yes to that. He kind of says like, eh, well, associates, uh, partners. Do you, do you do you feel for Adam or are you kind of like, hey, man, you guys have done all these shows together. You guys were friends at a certain point. Like maybe this is like the time where you guys can rekindle this. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I think we should be talking about this after the elimination. But uh, I'll go ahead and answer it. Uh, I feel bad for Adam mostly due to the segment between him and Jen. Um, that's where I really feel bad for Adam the most. As far as this relationship, I don't know. I think he came out looking really good. Um, and, and CT did treat him really well. This challenge, I believe. You know, I think he was very supportive. And we'll, we'll talk about what happens in this elimination coming up. But I think it went, you know, as, as well as anyone could expect the partner to act after a loss like that. Yeah. Side note on the Adam thing. I was listening to a podcast with Jen from back in the day. And she did talk about how bad she felt that that clip aired on TV and, and everything like that. She did apologize mm. to Adam once once that came out. Um, yeah, that's brutal. That was a brutal one. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't great. Uh, we get the we get Laurel uh, the next morning bringing up some fruit and coffee to CT, and she says it's the nicest thing she's ever done for a boy. And it didn't seem that great, right? Like, <laughs> no, that's not that nice at all. Like, does she make the stuff at least? Does she no, make it's the food? Fruit. You're putting it on a plate. <laughs> You're not making it. It's not like she made eggs or anything. And also, kind of a weird combo too, right? Like just eating fruit and coffee. Like, I don't know about you, Eric, but I like something with a little bit more sustenance in my coffee. It just seems like like bitterness with like sourness and bitterness. I I, I don't I don't see it. Oh yeah, that's a that's a wild combo for breakfast for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like, I would like some, touch the some fruit. form of bread. <laughs> By the end of it, if you actually look at it, he just no. drinks the coffee and the fruit is just like there still. It's pretty funny. Like this is exactly what you would probably expect out of Laurel, right? She's probably she's just not the uh, not the cutesy uh, like arts and crafts baker type girlfriends or challenge girlfriend. That's just not her. You know, she will. She will uh, like wear your jersey, though, at least. So this, there's that. That was so... I hate to say it, but that was pretty pathetic on Laurel's part. Like, you're going to wear this guy's jersey after he did the opposite to you. He wore his jersey against... Uh, the opposite <laughs> team's jersey against you. Like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of lame on her part, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't even begin to unpack what's going on there. Do you want to talk about the elimination, dude? <laughs> yeah, we can we can pretty much uh, skip all the way to that. So uh, the elimination 
is outdoors, which I think is really cool. I think they need uh, more of these, especially in the finale. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. called T Bone. And yeah, it's it's wild. It's outdoors and it's during the day. It's it's just yeah. so different. It's really uh, unique in that way, which is kind of strange. Like you think, oh, that night is going to be cooler. No, I liked having it during the day. It was different. Yeah, nice change of pace. Uh, and so essentially what this is, is it's like two hall brawls crossed from each other. And I might mix up the rules of this just like Adam and Tyler did. Um, you have to <laughs> grab your colored ball and bring it to the other side while your partner is running in the opposite direction and removing his ball from his side. Basically, you're trying to transfer them over. Uh, but you're going to meet yeah. your opponents in the middle at this intersection. And if CT is coming your way, you best look out. Thank God Leroy and Mike didn't get put into this one. I don't think <laughs> Mike would have lived. Yeah, at least Adam King has like the speed to where like he was able to really run past. It didn't seem like he really got touched at all. Um, uh, yeah, and he has the also he has the benefit of being on CT's team, whereas right. Mike would not have been on CT's team. Which I think this this could have been the first challenge death. Like I think the producers got pretty lucky in, in the matchup <laughs> here. To be honest, Johnny and Tyler are, are big guys. They could take it right and, and barely, even then barely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this was definitely seemed real, really sketchy. That one hit that CT got on Johnny and Tyler was just insane he sent them both flying yeah if modern challenges are like disney world then this was like the fair in the shady part of town yeah that pops up for like a week and no one even knows where they came from or where they go like this looks dangerous i seriously think that this was a catastrophic miscalculation by the producers yeah it's <laughs> They're lucky nobody broke their freaking neck, but you could probably say that about a lot of these challenges. Um, That's true. And then again, I'm I'm a wimp, so like my perspective is, is a little different. Like maybe it's not that bad. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Can you just imagine running into CT at full force, like perpendicular? Oh I I think I would actually die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I would puncture a lung for sure. Something. Like, yeah. Yeah. That'd be my prediction. I mean, you seen Drew Bledsoe? It'd be like that, dude. Oh like my that, that, God! He's an yeah. NFL player. Yeah. What chance do we have? <laughs> none, none whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, so we start the elimination, and it seems like Tyler and Adam both make the same mistake, uh, which is I think grabbing their teammates' ball and trying to transfer it back to the other side instead of grabbing their own color. Which yeah. they t- they both made the mistake. I get it, but it's like TJ assigned them a color. Like, before the challenge, he was like, this is your color, this is your color. So it's like, as long as you know what your color is, it shouldn't be that confusing, right? It shouldn't, in theory, but their their emotions got the best <laughs> yeah. of them. They were all heated up. They, they, they grabbed their ball, ran to the other side, deposited their ball, and then saw, ooh, another ball. I'm going to grab that. And right. they, their brain just shut off, man. Their yeah. brain just shut off. I don't and, know what else to say. Yeah, I think once he was, once Adam was thinking in that direction too, it was very hard for him, like, because he did it twice, actually, until he, like, actually kind of understood the rules of what they were supposed to be doing. And it's at yeah. this point that CT says to us, like, hey, uh, Adam's messing up right now. I have to take this in my own hands and <laughs> stop these guys from getting up the ramp. He had a great confessional, and this is what CT does so well, is he, he like, frames his confessionals so much differently than just some guy recapping what happened. And, and he goes, oh, Adam, are you doing what I think you're doing right now? <laughs> like, and you can really picture yourself in CT's position watching this unfold and being like, oh, my God, like, what? 
well, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? No, seriously. Like, I would want to wring his neck. Like, I don't know how CT yeah. managed to keep his and, cool after And this would have been one of the few times that CT would do it where it would be somewhat excusable. Um, I, know, <laughs> I know. Like, this is the one time. This is your shot, CT. Yeah. We'll give you a pass for this one, man. As we flagged up before, Tyler gets absolutely rocked by CT. And he says it's the hardest he's been hit in his life. Yeah. And I instantly believe it. And then Tyler and Adam are down to their last ball. And it looks like it looks like uh, some scene out of a horror movie where they're both just like <laughs> drunk, falling over each other, like blood probably pouring out of yeah. them, it seems like they like can't even get up the hill barely. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of it. Yeah, it's it's really close actually. Uh between like Adam actually runs before Tyler does. He actually gets up the thing slightly faster than Tyler when I watched it back. But mm. they both have equal amounts of trouble getting up that thing. And CT decides to pick up Adam and try to get in there. And part of me thinks that might have actually hindered him from being able to get his footing no. and get up. Do you what do you what did you think about that? It's kind of hard to say because even even back here in the day, uh, th there's a lot of cuts in the yeah. in the footage that we're seeing. So I'm not really sure. Uh, I I would think it would help unless he really badly butchered it. Um, I would it, think that like getting some momentum behind him would would help Adam if like because he was really struggling. Like, if if it was a normal Adam, just like. Even really tired, exhausted Adam running up, I'd say like, yeah, sure. But he might have actually literally needed that help to I, get I, up the hill. I think I the only thing was is it was like at such a steep angle that I think CT was also like trying to get his footing to like get up there. And so Adam mm. really couldn't get a firm grasp on like the ground to try to even crawl himself up. You know what I mean? And CT is probably not going to be able to he wasn't able to right get him up faster there than he would be able to himself uh who knows uh it looks like Tyler, adam probably wouldn't have gotten up there faster either way but it was very close it was so close yeah um which brings me to my question for you so yes. i think this might be a question that's on the minds of anyone listening right now yes i've heard of a certain conspiracy theory that i would like your help in unraveling yes Adam did so insanely poorly and he didn't even get hit by CT or anyone to, to blame this on. Okay. Was he throwing this challenge? Was there a deal going on kind of similar to the infamous Mark Long deal in Battle of the X's yeah. uh, just one season later? What was there something there? There's a little bit of smoke. Uh, and if so, where's the evidence backing it up? What do you think, dude? Right. So we did have a confessional or we had Adam earlier in the season say something to the effect of I would rather sometimes I feel like I'd rather him lose than me win or something of that nature. Right. And we oh, we, we have I'm sold. We have their history and stuff like that. But Eric, I will say after watching this elimination again and I listened to an interview with Adam King, not saying he's the most truthful guy in the world or whatever. Uh, but at the end of this. I don't think it happened. I think Adam tried his best and he messed up. I, I think that I think that looking at his reaction, everything like that, I just don't I think he was genuinely upset with himself. I think he was genuinely upset that he messed up 
And just following his history on the show, I felt like it always meant a lot to him to be seen as a good competitor and to be a winner and stuff like that, even though he didn't need the money or whatever. I felt like it meant a lot to him as a person. And so I think this is one of the more credible challenge conspiracy theories, but I don't buy it. I At the end of the day, I don't buy it. I think this became an internet rumor after a while. I think even CT mentioned the possibility of this being a thing on a podcast interview. But I just don't think he did it. I think he tried his best and he messed up. And Tyler made the same mistake even before getting hit by CT. He made the same mistake when they started. So you can't even say like, oh, Adam didn't get rocked by anybody. Tyler made the same mistake. Adam made it twice, but it, it seemed like a genuine mistake. All right, there you go. What do you yeah, think? Uh, what do you- <laughs> I'm not as well well read on the subject, I don't think. Yeah. But I would say for my two cents, either Adam is a phenomenal actor in Secrets or I don't think that he threw it either. Um, unless there's some, some stuff out there that I'm missing, it just really looked like he was trying out there and, and the way he acted after yeah. uh, it looked pretty good to me. I didn't, like It would have to be some kind of sweet deal to, to pass up on all the prize money or it'd have to like really hate CT and have to be some master plan, at which point, like, why hasn't it come out by now? So, I, if, yeah, if I think I, it's just a conspiracy. If theory. I were to have to guess, it came from people being very like, oh, look how much of a lapdog Adam is to J.E.K., it was probably a rumor kind of birthed from that is what I would have to guess. And I feel like I've done a lot of research. I've read a lot of Reddit threads. I've tried to uncover the truth about this. Listen to the interview with Adam. I'm leaning on the side of Adam did not throw it. All right. Case Debunks, closed. In our opinion. But if you guys no if you guys have any other opinions, we're obviously welcome to any evidence. But I feel like I've seen all the theories there is on this. I think at the club, they didn't plan on Adam. They weren't trying to make him throw it. I think they were just trying to make him uncomfortable with his partnership, get to him mentally. So, yeah, that's it. That's a good point. Why would they be messing with his head in the way that they were if that, they had a deal brokered? Like, right. That, that makes the timeline, like, really, this is a really small window of time where they could talk and broker some kind of a crazy deal, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, moving on, uh, yeah, didn't throw it. We can (laughs) CT and Adam do get eliminated one way or another. What do you think of their arc this season? I was surprisingly touched by the little montage that they had of their, uh, whole (laughs) whole friendship, um, and everything like that. Um, because I do remember their season of real world and everything that's happened prior to this, you've seen glimpses of their friendship along the way. And I was genuinely touched. I really think that. Adam did find it within himself to let go of a lot of that stuff by the end there. And it did seem like CT had genuinely changed gauging by his reaction. I think they worked really well together throughout the season and yeah, it was, it was very touching. Yeah. I, you know, they, they really harped on this. The others, this was the biggest storyline of the season. Yeah, for sure. Rightfully so. about that. But yeah, exactly. Rightfully so. And also, I thought about it. There's not that many teams, and there's only ten episodes, uh, <laughs> two of which are basically the finale. So yeah, there's there's not a lot else, which means that we do get to spend a lot more time. And I don't really see that as much of a bad thing as uh, <laughs> I did when I was like, all right, was there anything else going on this season besides the uh, underdog story of season? Yeah, and and that's I think the- it, made, it, it made for a really uh, clear and concise and easy to follow story. 
and and it was a big story like it, this was probably one of the biggest storylines on any season and to yeah. see it wrapped up like this no they didn't make the final but they went out in fourth place one step before couldn't quite close the deal that makes them like a rootable underdog like a, a so close type team and ct really did handle it extremely well so credit to him for being an actual good partner to adam seemingly through the entire challenge yeah, it was really nice to see. Obviously, like you said, CT was a huge focal point of the show, if not the focal point. Um, Adam mm-hmm. as well at different at different points. Uh, and yeah, I thought they brought a lot to this season. They basically were the season in a lot of ways. And it would have been a lot more boring without them, I feel like. For sure. All right. Bye, CT and Adam. Now... Yes. In timeline wise, we are like halfway through episode nine. We still got episode 10 to go. Is there anything between here and the start of the final that you would like to touch on? I know there's going to be at least uh, one or two things, right? Right. I think, I think uh, the, the really, the only thing that I can really think of that was of importance, I guess, was like, Kara standing up to Wes, which was really funny. Yeah. It's like, if you're a West fan, you have to accept him for his faults and his like triumphs in his challenge career. And like when West looks bad, he looks really bad. And this is just like another instance of it. Yeah. Um, I really agree. And I think it might be one of those situations where like, look, just, just a theory. Don't crucify me, but like Kara might've been annoying to live with in the house. Possibly. Mm-hmm. And then we get this reaction, this like over the top reaction from Wes, and he's just being a complete bully. And uh, it doesn't matter how you slice it, uh, no matter, she could be the most annoying person in the world to live with and, and pouring a coal on her and then berating her like he does uh, is just not a proper response to someone who's not like seemingly trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, no matter how, how off-putting you might find her. If, yeah. if that's the case. So Wes calls Kara immature. She's not deep enough for Wes. That is like the douchiest sounding thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what the hell? And, then, <laughs> and it's also ironic. Right? And, and it's after he says, like, don't make me don't you don't want me to make you cry or, or something to that effect. And which is also like a supremely douchey thing to say. Um, and she's yeah. like, basically like, OK, make me cry, Wes. He, Basically says that over and over again. You're immature and you're not deep. Uh, that's all he really has. And as Carl points out, that is just like such a non-legitimate reason to go after someone in the way he's gone after her. And Carl came off really good. Yeah, well, not hard to do when that's what you're facing. It's, <laughs> it's hard to mess up that layup that Wes is giving you. So yeah. good, but good job. Good job. Yeah, good job, Carl. Um, yep. One of Wes's lower moments in the challenge. Yeah. Uh, moving, moving on. Um, food poisoning is is a little tiny baby storyline. It's a little baby storyline. I forgot this when I went to rewatch it, but apparently Tyler and Jen get food poisoning, which look probably much worse. Okay, than than it looks on TV. Uh, to be very fair to them, I remember there was a tennis tournament where I came in as one of the favorites in my junior tennis playing days. Got food poisoning the night before, lost in the first round. Uh, it was horrific. And a tennis match is nowhere close to a final. <laughs> it's, in fact, like one of the one of the more opposite things in the sporting world. So 
they might have really, really been hurting the next yeah. day. Or that just, you know, re- reflects very poorly on you. Who knows? Um, but yeah. So, so or talk, both. Yeah. So yeah, th- I, I totally forgot this happened too. Uh, and yeah, it's, and the doctor tells Tyler straight up, like, you should not do this. Like, like don't do this. Yeah. And, it, and then the producers were like, all right, good job delivering that line. You can go now. Uh, get ready for the final. <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah. Because I thought it was one of those things is like, is this like a DQ? Like, can Tyler... And it's like Tyler's like, no, I gotta do it. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not up to the producers. I guess you can just choose. Okay. <laughs> Does this feel like a little bit forced to you? Like this whole uh, doctor saying you can't go, and then Tyler bravely going for it anyway. Like, uh, I don't know. Is, is this really that big a deal? Yeah, I mean, he was puking. Like that sucks. Okay. All right. Yeah, you were just talking about your tennis match. Now you have no sympathy for Tyler. All right. So um. no, I I got sympathy for him. I just like I'm talking specifically about like the oh, like are they going to get DQ'd? Like, is this over for them? Like the doctor part. Yeah. Or was it more like okay, they they got really unlucky, but like they were always going to do the final, right? They were they were always going to yeah, run this. Yeah, I, I agree on. with that. Maybe that like there was no chance they weren't going to let them run. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, so they do they do. Thank you. Start, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, they do start the race with a three mile. Ki- they're they're going to be dragged by a boat first. They're holding on to this thing on a boat, and they need to hold on for as long as they can while the boat's driving them out. And uh. Once they let go, then they have to get to a kayak, right? They swim to a kayak yeah. and then, yeah, three mile okay, race. That's the, that's the start. That's the start. But like real quick, before we do that, let's tee up this final. Right? Okay, sorry, we got, sorry. We got three teams. Thank you. Yeah, no, you bet. There's three teams uh, and, and pretend we don't know anything, right? Going into this on the women's side, uh, it, it's like a two horse race by far, right? Yeah. Obviously, Jen and Mandy, uh, they perform about as well as you might expect them to think. Am I missing anything? Are there any other seasons where they're like better at finals than I'm noticing? Or are they just kind of like middle grade players who had great alliances and great relationships to get to the end? What you just said. Yeah. No, Jen's. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> None of these guys are final beasts. Mandy, certainly not. Jen, not either. Uh, and I'd say same thing with the men's side as well uh from what we know of mike and leroy you know they've done well up to this point but this is also their first final right i i know um i i know paula has had her reputation of not winning finals that's been a big storyline evelyn has a great line that they play about 73 times throughout the season yeah saying in order for me to win a final the impossible has to happen paula has to win a final <laughs> and however going into this final we're were they evenly matched, right? If you can put yourself back in time, or was it really Evelyn and Paula's race to lose? I think it was closer than we think. I think it was closer than we think. Uh, I think there yeah. were, I think there were times throughout the race where they did trade the lead a little bit, and I don't think Kara and Laura were as far behind as, let's say, Johnny and Tyler were from Wes and Kenny in that first part of the race, and then they seemingly are kind of neck and neck at the end there too so it was it was paul and evelyn's to lose i do think i would definitely bet them any day of the week and twice on tuesday but car and laurel are definitely a formidable team right like for sure no just thinking back to the time i don't think car was regarded as a very good competitor back mm-hmm. then but i'm trying to think like was that shifting at this point like we know laurel 
already seemed like a beast, but both of them, they did pretty well in the cutthroat final, they, right? But like, they both did complete crazy. it together, you know what I yeah. mean? While yeah. like Sarah and Abram died and they didn't die. So that says something about them, yeah. right? So there, there's uh, that, you know. Okay. And on the men's side, what do you think? I mean, I, I would have bet money on Wes and Kenny winning this final going into it. it were they the prohibitive favorites too? Or do you think... Uh, back then, Tyler and Johnny were were toe to toe with them. This is very interesting that we're whether we're thinking about it back then. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, I think that you would have to say that Johnny and Tyler are the dogs in this situation. I don't think they would be considered the favorites. Uh, Tyler just had his first win last season, and it was you know a team season. Uh, not disparaging it at all, he did win some eliminations, but not quite the same as this, right? And mm-hmm. J- Johnny had only won one season prior to this, only a team season two, and got absolutely embarrassed the season prior to this. So, yeah, I got to think that Wes and Kenny were the prohibitive favorites. Yeah, I, I'm i sure that it, it's anyone could have won. I'm sure that it was anyone's game. But I would have thought, you know, Tyler, phenomenal athlete, of, of course, but he's a bigger guy. You know, I wouldn't bet on him in a, in a race, like an endurance race, although he does, like, Handled himself pretty well. And he had the food poisoning too. But even putting that aside, it seems like Wes and Kenny are like the the beast that the, the other team's got to take down. And Mike and Leroy, they're all the way back in Kansas at this point. Like uh, the <laughs> fact that they even made it to day two is frankly astounding. Yeah. So, okay. Well, glad to get your thoughts on that. Uh, that's, that's where we're at going into it. Kind of plays out like you would expect, except for, of course, the little wrinkle uh, in day two. But to start out, uh, let's see, anything interesting in the the kayak phase? Because I got one thing, but do you have anything interesting that you thought was worth reporting Um, as they started kayaking? Yeah, so one thing, uh, confessional (laughs) from Wes, uh, by the end of this, I might call this guy my friend. Oh, that wasn't where I was going. Okay, what, was he being serious? Like, what's the context? Yes, here? he was being serious. He was having a confessional about like running the final with Kenny, and he was like, "If we win this, I might call this guy my friend." By the end of this, <laughs> which is so um, so funny looking back now. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny seeing as how Kenny verbally berated him. <laughs> this is before they started after the final, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. I think I know uh, where you're going with this, though. So go ahead uncharacteristic of, of Wes uh, to even suggest that possibility. Okay, right. where I was going to go with this was, I thought there was one funny confessional where Wes says, uh, as far as them kayaking, he's like, yeah, uh, we're, we're going around circles. I don't know what we're doing wrong. And that's the point where the editors decide to slip in a little graphic showing that the back of the boat was actually the front of the boat and they were in the kayak backwards and that might have been what they were doing wrong so uh does no one look up how to kayak before going on these shows i was actually impressed with myself because i watched them doing it and i was like oh they have it backwards before they said it and i was like oh look at that okay that sounds impressive for you and like good for you but it's not when you realize that you only know that because you've watched so many challenge finals not because you actually kayak (laughs) That is probably true. Uh, I have been kayaking before, but it's definitely because of that. Um, The (laughs) thing I thought you were going to point out is how bad Jen and Mandy were doing, despite the fact that they won the kayaking challenge, giving more credence to the fact that they lost, that they cheated (laughs) in that challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we're going to go back to that debate. Yeah, this is is a really good point. uh, I think they clearly won that challenge on... 
the first portion where you tried to like hold yourself in place as long as possible. So yeah, looking good for that theory. Looking yeah, real good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's pretty much the end of the first uh, of episode nine, right? Yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so like that's yeah. If anyone's interested chronologically, that's where we're at. Now we go into episode ten. We pick up right where we left off with more uh, kayaking. The end of the kayaking after a quick little recap, of course, and then they get to shore and make their way to one of my all-time favorite challenge final moments: the pet rock. <laughs> <laughs> The ball and chain, uh, this, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty uneventful uh, at first because yeah. the the uh, the women teams, they just pick up the pet rock. Uh, then when the guys get there, they have some more interesting strategies to deal with this rock. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me go. Let me give you two ideas. I want you to tell me which one you think is better. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. Strategy number one: break the rock and put all the shards in a shirt and collect that shirt and hoist it over your shoulders and carry it that way. Like Mike and Leroy. Yep, exactly like Mike and Leroy did. Okay. Here's idea number two: break the rock apart, collect all the shards, and then jam them down your socks. <laughs> Like we said, when Wes climbs, he he flies. When he falls, <laughs> he puts rocks in his socks. <laughs> and Kenny tells him before he does this, like, you're going to cut your legs off. This is not a good <laughs> idea. And we see he gets that convulsion in his leg later. I don't know if they're related or whatever, but he's losing a lot of blood out of his leg. Now, I'm not a doctor or anything, Eric, but do we think that these correlated at all? Uh, yeah, I, I, I truly have no idea. So I'm not even going to venture a guess at all. Like, if anything, I would say probably not. Probably yeah. not. I think the socks are going to absorb it. But, like, just, just a terrible final all around. <laughs> it's, this is where it starts. So, like, let's just start putting the blame on Wes's shoulders right here. Yeah. This is, like, the dumbest idea ever. Like, what, why? Why would you do that? Why would you ever think that's a good idea? Yeah, it I seems like they it. have so many things they could hold it in, too. Like, the tent materials. <laughs> <Yeah>. and like, <laughs> like, he doesn't even take, like, he. Uh, I guess he takes them out at some point. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it was bad. Yeah, okay. There's that. And then... After the pet rock thing, they they do the campsite, right? Where they get to the first campsite and they look at that. And then in between that and where they have to assemble a campsite, there's the dirt pile transfer, if you'll remember. And Wes tries to move the dirt with the shovel, walking <laughs> right by a wheelbarrow. He just like sticks his shovel in one dirt pile. And he's about to walk like the 100 meters or whatever to the other one just with, yeah. with that shovel in his hands. It's like, what is wrong with Wes, man? Wes he's having an off day. Wes has become the Kenny of the final. Uh, <laughs> Kenny has been struggling all seasons with the dailies and the eliminations. Um, Wes is more than making up for that and his failures along the way. Uh, this tent puzzle that they had to do, by the way, will seem like the biggest pain in the ass like and like that would drive me crazy if i was oh there. my god like yeah. if you guys I mean, don't remember what they had to do is there was like a tent set up with a bunch of different items out there and they had to memorize it and then recreate it after like running like two miles it seemed like i think just simply setting up the tent would have been my nail in the coffin like that's <laughs> that would have been 
That would have been it. <laughs> yeah. I would have gone out like similar to Jay uh, a few seasons later. Uh, like, TJ, I don't know what you want from me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eric, you've seen this show before. You're not going to cry, are you? Uh, yeah. Um, like, uh, it's a little bit too late for that. <laughs> And as, I know what my edit's gonna be like. <laughs> as, as as Kenny says, who the fuck goes camping? Like this is like this is a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, challenge. And yeah, it seems so frustrating. I was surprised it's, that most of them got it on two tries. And that's that is impressive too. I mean, first of all, that's that's an all time funny confessional by Kenny. I think I just think it's so funny because. Yeah. Like, of course people go camping. It's just such a ridiculous sentence to say. Like, who the fuck goes camping? I don't know. Lots of people, man. It's a thing. It's like a sport. Like, it's like saying, who the fuck plays baseball? Baseball players, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just such a Kenny thing to say. You know, like, it's a, he has a one world view and that's it. But as far as the memorization part, um, they were really nitpicky. These were like the stingy teachers who knocked off points left and right for like every everything including penmanship yeah you gotta have the uh, compass open you gotta have this point in the right direction it was like oh yeah my God. You, you gotta make sure that tyler's condoms are they unripped or they <laughs> open or not like you gotta you gotta get all the details oh right tyree here. you took more condoms <laughs> we need them this was uh this was a special campsite no yeah. uh it, it was brutal so yeah no one got it right in the first try yeah who got it right in the second try i, I think that was actually did leroy, did leroy and mike get it right on the first try i i i that didn't stand out to me so i guess i don't know but yeah. i would be surprised if they did i, because be, I feel like i didn't see obvious. them do it twice but go ahead before you're saying about laurel that might have just been the editing, I think. That yeah. might have just been like we're we don't we don't we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Right. Um, I think Laurel and Kara got it right on the second try, and that's where they passed Paula and Evelyn, yes. I believe. Right. Yeah. And this is where Laurel Laurel's strategy paid off. Kara wanted to run back. I mean, they might have still gotten it. Who knows? But I was super impressed watching this, where they came up with the idea to have Kara hold Laurel back so she could stand behind the line that they couldn't cross. And then lean over, oh, being held in place by Kara, I so she could peer at all the details. I did not pick up on that for some reason. Maybe I'm stupid, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, yeah, I didn't see the line. Uh, I guess where they couldn't cross, like past that. I yeah, guess, at, the, at that they moment. were not doing that nice. just for fun. Very cool. It was, there was a reason. Yeah, <laughs> you do weird stuff and you're exhausted. I don't know. Uh, so I was like, yeah, um, but wow, yeah, that was a good strategy. Um, and they they spent all the time in the world making sure that they were going to get it right on the second try, and they did, and momentarily took the lead. Whereas Evelyn and Paula, this is where they actually fall behind for a little bit. So yeah, like you said before, anyone's race at this point. Yeah. On the men's side, Kenny and Wes just stick to their lead. They've been solidly in the lead this whole time. You know, the there are multiple teams in the frame at once so like they're all bunched together but once again kenny and west are gonna get it right i think on the second try yeah so on the I'm second not... try bloody ankles and all they have to all go through this uh swamp area and then the uh, it seems like evelyn and paul kind of catch up to laurel and cara once they hit uh the buffet yeah the buffet this <laughs> might be is this the most infamous eating portion challenge of any final i i feel like it has to be right other than maybe jay quitting in that moment <laughs> like like <laughs> it's got to be one of the most inf like definitely one of the more brutal ones it reminds me of uh that movie matilda do you remember that movie eric did you ever see that 
I have seen it at one point, but refresh my memory. What's the scene you're thinking of? Where they're making the kid eat the chocolate cake on the stage, and he's, like, having tr it's so much cake. Like, he loves cake and everything like that, but, like, they won't stop giving him cake, and it's, like, too much, and it, like, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know that I have this memory, but this might be, like, the most deep-buried memory in my brain, like, bar none. I, I know that it, it exists. And I'm going to have to watch Matilda now. Yeah. And this makes sense. It's a great reference, but I just can't picture it. Yes. I, I It definitely is one of those moments that you probably block out as a kid because it's like that movie had a lot of scenes that were like semi-frightening. But anyway, not let's not get stuck on uh, Matilda. They have to eat all this normal food, like normal, seemingly good food. The steak looked a little thick, uh, but whatever. It was all... No cowballs, nothing crazy, but it was a lot of it and a lot of it and a lot of it. Yeah, that might be the most nefarious part is that it was just normal good food that you might order at a restaurant. But the quantity apparently was just so outrageous that you quickly started hating all food <laughs> yes. as you were eating it. And they everybody threw up. It's This is one where looks wise, it looks like nothing. It's like, oh, you can't even tell. You can't even comprehend. It just looks like a bunch of food on a table. Yeah, I have no concept of, of food size, but then they all just start throwing up and they don't stop. And it's just like a buffet of vomiting at a certain <laughs> point. And it's, it's horrible. And by the way, I was just watching this before we hopped on to do this while I was eating dinner. And not a good time. Yeah, you don't want to do idea. that. Yeah. Don't recommend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kenny is good to go. He says he's Italian. He's used to eating meals like this. And he's like chastising Wes because Wes can barely eat anything. And he and Wes is just freaking out in general. Like this, this final is just brutal. And it, the totality of it's coming in right now. Yeah, this actually is incredibly impressive by Kenny. Uh, I, I just don't know how he does it, but he has a funny uh, retort when Wes goes like, how are you doing this? And Kenny just goes, because I'm not a sissy. Eat your food. <laughs> so it's like a tough love, but yeah. Yeah. Good old Kenny. Good Ken, old Kenny. Ken, this is uh, the last we'll see of you, but I enjoyed this eating challenge moment, I will say. Kenny was legendary throughout this whole final, honestly. Um, but yeah. He, he really was. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But he chastises Wes. Uh, he oscillates between good partner and bad partner throughout the final, <laughs> as we'll see. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. It's like sometimes he's talking to Wes like he's a normal human being, and sometimes it's like he's trying to think of what is the most asshole-ish thing I can say to get good TV. Right, uh, yeah. I'm going to go with that. It's like he has two brains. Yeah. It's like it's like he knows logically that he should be a good partner to Wes and that he should make him feel good <laughs> and be encouraging. So he really tries to, and but he just can't help it. He hates him so much. Yeah. <laughs> then he's overcome by his hatred for, for Wes every once in a yeah. while. That's, that's a good theory. Car, car calls uh, Wes a pussy. She gets her licks in for sure, uh, watching yep. him in misery. Yep. yep. Hey, how do you think you would have done on this eating challenge? I would have done fucking horrible. I would have. <laughs> I am not a big eater. I'm one of those people who like I could eat. I can eat once a day and I'll be good. Like you know what I mean. Like so, mm -hmm. yeah. This is not the ideal challenge for me. Sometimes I can put some food down, but this this just seemed, especially after running and everything, this would f me up. I, I know that I would be bad. I know that I'd be below average on it. But like, can I've never been in this situation in my life. Can you not just 
force yourself to continue eating until you throw up and then like rinse and repeat. You don't have a choice. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds miserable, but like, can, yeah. can you just like keep eating, you know, and, and then keep throwing up? I mean, like, that's what they did pretty much. But even yeah. still, some were able to do it better than others. Right. I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I have this sick, morbid curiosity yeah. of how that would go. Yeah. But I'm not about to do this voluntarily anytime soon either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. Uh, so Mike and Leroy <laughs> um, are having a hard time as well. Johnny says, hey, I bet you guys wish you had Tyler during this challenge. Uh, hearkening back to the season before where Johnny was making fun of Tyler for eating so much. Now it's coming in handy. Look at that. That's uh, a good throwback, actually. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Tyler's another one who's really good at this. Uh, he can just put the food away. No problem. Yep. Uh, but every but uh, they start to get done. Uh, Evelyn and Paula finish. Uh, Cara finishes. She says it's like eating a Thanksgiving dinner and then having to run uphill. Uh, and then which is pretty much what it is, except yeah. for the Thanksgiving part. Like so, yeah, it's a very literal description. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then and picture picture a table full of food. And having to eat all of this food. And then picture a big hill and then having to run up it. Yeah. It's kind of like what it was like. Imagine okay. we were in a race. Thanks, Cara. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Wes, uh, this is when he starts to just fall apart. Uh, they're, they're running up the mountain <laughs> together. And Wes is like, oh, look at my leg, dude. I c look at it. It's like beating. And he's got like this. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good impression. Thank you. He's got like this. Like it, it looks like it's like pulsating, right? Like his like his hamstring, like like uh behind his knee, and I'm not sure if it's like because he's flexing yep. it or if it's like naturally doing that. Um, <laughs> but like he's freaking out. Look at my bicep, man! Look at my <laughs> bicep. It's just it's just pulsing. <laughs> Eric's flexing for you guys who can't uh, see him because it's an audio <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, in case you couldn't tell, yeah, yeah, but uh, and Kenny is at his fucking wits end with Wes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a all time moment. I mean, this is what this final is good for. So many classic moments, and this is another one of them, and it makes yes. me so happy to watch. I mean. I've never experienced this, so like to Wes's credit, he, he actually did have what looked to be a golf ball sized uh, ball underneath his hamstring. Looks horrific. I don't know what that feels like, but it can't be good. Yeah. Uh, but the voice he adopts when describing it is just it's just comical, man. It's comical. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And it's like this is what we love about Wes, because when he's at his worst, he's so vulnerable. He's not trying to yes, make himself, yes. he's not trying to seem cool. Like, he's just, like, freaking out, and Kenny's, like, calling him a bitch. He's, like, he's, like, and this is maybe one of the greatest moments in final history. Eric, take it away. <laughs> just when you thought I couldn't get any more amazing. <laughs> and Kenny... Picks up Wes on his shoulders along with the pack and starts carrying him up the mountain to this incredibly inspiring sounding music soundtrack behind him. And then we get a confessional from Johnny about how he, uh, if he didn't see it with his own eyes, he never would have believed that Kenny was carrying Wes up a mountain. But I ask you this, do you think he really saw it with his own eyes, Joseph? Uh, cause I think this was a little bit of editing trickery. 
you know, I was thinking about that too because it right it doesn't align with. I re-listened to an interview with Kenny, and Kenny said that he was forty-five minutes ahead of Johnny and Tyler at the end of day one. Would they really be that yeah. close? Unless it was, unless it was directly after they were eating, maybe, and then they like gained it over time, like slowly in increments, because they maybe finished eating around the same time. But even still, it seems like they would have so, been very far ahead of them. Yeah, there's that. We know that they finished like 45 minutes ahead of them. That's the estimate. And also the sky is much darker, so it seems like it's got to be around then. Yeah. But here's here's some more damning evidence. There isn't a reaction by Johnny and Tyler on the mountain itself. Surely if they actually yes. saw them, we would get a two shot, like a, like a, both of them in the frame at the same time, or at the very least we would get a reaction by Johnny and Tyler on the mountain. That simply doesn't exist. So I think uh, that this was a completely made up confessional. I think they were not even close. And this was just manufactured to make it seem like it was a closer race than it actually was. Eric, Boom. good, good pickup, man. Good, good job picking that up. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you now thinking about it that they absolutely would have shown Tyler and Johnny laughing at Wes's misery and uh, and uh, Kenny taking away his uh, challenge manhood and, and lifting him up. I feel like they would have had to show that. Surely, surely, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, in movies and TV shows, for those who don't know, there's a thing they call like a continuity producer or something like that. I don't know the exact title, but someone whose job is literally to watch for continuity errors and make sure that everything flows correctly, right? Uh, like if you have a hat on in one take and a hat off in another take by accident, that, that looks stupid and it's unusable. I think the challenge has a continuity producer, except their job is the opposite. I think that they try to make as many continuity errors as possible in their <laughs> productions. That's what it feels like watching the challenge sometimes. Eric, I really hate you because I used to know what that was called and now I can't think of the name and it's driving me <laughs> crazy. Anyway. Continuity master. Continuity. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, but yeah, this was an all-time moment. This was great. I couldn't believe Kenny was able to do it under all the, how tired he was and he's still carrying the pet rock. Keep that in mind too. He's still carrying the pet rock and and Wes on Except his back. Except for the little shards that have now been injected into Wes's bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, that are now in Wes's body. He's carrying that. Well, now that's in Wes, technically he's still carrying it. But anyway, he's running. Oh, good yeah, point. he's running downhill. He's running uphill. I'm very curious how long he was able to do that. You know, um, is it like for a minute? Was it for like 30 seconds? And they got the shot and then he put him down. I was like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> like, my heart says 10 minutes, but my mind says for exactly as long as we saw on the screen. <laughs> I think they used every possible second they had. Of yeah, because <laughs> it's definitely way better, right? Like as an edit to just make Wes look as bad as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no way he carried him for that long. Like, come on, like uh, uh, 200 pounds on your back up a mountain. That you're not going to do that for that long. I feel like I too. I feel like they would have also, once again, going back to what you said, they would have pointed it out, right? They would have been like, ten minutes later, or five minutes later, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So. But it is still impressive. One of the most still incredible impressive. moments. And a great moment, and like great TV. And it was like so perfect too, because Wes has been. The whole season just relishing in Kenny's awfulness at seemingly every daily. And uh, Kenny is getting to, you know, have a, have a little bit of laughs himself at Wes's expense. Yeah. Between this whole final and the Kara drama, Wes 
just gets absolutely buried <laughs> in the last two episodes. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> yes. It's great. Um, so we started getting up the mountain now and oh man the finish line must be here this must be all over tj's waiting for with us for the check in hand uh nope joke's on you um you actually Evelyn have and paula do not win the challenge here <laughs> no they have to uh stay up all night presumably or one of them has to stand on a rock and balance while their partner gets to sleep if they fall off the rock then their partner uh, has to then switch places with them. They get on the rock, their partner sleeps. Um, and if they wake up any of the other teams, they have a 10 minute penalty. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. This is the first overnights part of a finale. I believe this is the first two day or first overnight, you know, sleepless challenge, which has since gone on to become a staple. What yeah. do you think? Do, you know, I, I don't know if it's something that I want to see every season necessarily. Uh, I, I don't know how much it does for me, like as a viewing audience. Like I think this time it really worked, right? Because it was the first time they had ever done it. It is kind of cool and it really sets you up for how like deprived they are of just everything, right? Uh, but season after season, I feel like we get it. You know what I mean? After a while, I don't know if they have to do it every season. Yeah, I agree. It feels like the challenge started off with finals being like real lighthearted strolls through the park. And then they started getting harder and harder and harder. And it got to a point where like the only way to keep raising the stakes was to turn it from a one day event to a two day event, which is all cool and well and dandy. And, and it looks like more impressive in the surface. But then for the, you know, purists, like the, the real nerds like us, you start running into this issue where the very first time they did it, one of the teams had a big lead on the other team. How are you going to do that on day two? Like you, you don't want another day of just everyone doing challenges separately, right? So you get into a situation where you either bunch them up and it's wildly unfair and leaves a bad taste in some people's mouths, or you have a final with no suspense and day two feels like like pointless, right? So I don't know how to fix that off the top of my head, but I think that we did see the the downsides of a day two final right from the start here yeah for sure and i feel like once everybody gets to this site it's like everyone pretty much breaking down right like they're all finally get a minute to rest but they're not really resting they're just throwing up and talking about how miserable they are yeah and most of them don't even sleep and also it's at this point that uh producer approaches men and jane um, Jen and Mandy, who uh, I believe are still kayaking, right? And tell them, <laughs> uh, you're out. Yeah, uh, yeah. The day's over. You're not even close. <laughs> and uh, we get a close on Jen and Mandy's relationship that season. Uh, they weren't really that big of a pair, right? Like throughout, throughout the season, I didn't really feel like their presence no. wasn't that much felt. I feel like whenever Jen was on screen, it was... When either both of them were on screen, it was for some like relationship stuff that really never materialized into anything it seemed like the producers liked this the laurel and ct romantic storyline a lot more than the jen and mandy storyline especially because according to jen and mandy on the podcast that ct was doing the same thing to laurel that he was doing to mandy like he was also like playing laurel and he would talk crap about laurel to like mandy and stuff like that so it, they felt like they the show really edited it to make it look like they were like this romance or whatever that that wasn't really there uh so i thought i thought that was interesting 
this was yep, this would sense. this would be Jen's last season on the show. Uh, she didn't want to return after this, after not winning. She feels like at that point in her life from the interview that she was just done with the show. Obviously a big character uh, throughout the season. It's kind of polarizing. Some people didn't like the fact that she felt so entitled at times, which I kind of do agree with as well. Uh, you know, she did seem unpleasant at times, maybe a little nasty. Uh, where did you come down on Jen? I don't know her as well. I, uh, I, I don't know. She, I guess she hasn't stood out to me too much. I know I watched Fresh Meat too, uh, which she and and Mandy were like relatively big characters on. She seemed like she had a big personality. Uh, maybe just her stories were kind of like the B line story, like the B side of the tape stories. Yeah. Uh, especially this season, I thought the team were fine. You know, they, yeah. they were rivals, and then they were fine with each other. Which is not what you want in a rivalry. <laughs> like it's either become best friends or hate each other. Like don't, yeah. don't just be this middle ground. It, even like, Mandy says. On. Even Mandy says at the end, she's like, "Oh yeah, I don't think me and Jen will ever be best friends." And I'm like, "What? Like, come on!" Like you said, like come on, like like at least thank it for the show. I mean, no, I'm yeah, yeah. You either uh, one extreme or the other. Please, like come on. Yeah, <laughs> this is. What do you think? This is real life for you? Like, get, <laughs> right. Get, get out of here. Yeah. So uh, Jen was fine at some point too. And I do think to a certain extent, she wasn't as bad as the challenges as we remember. She was at least competent in a lot of them. Yeah, and for sure. And she was a strategist in, in some regards. But yeah, just ultimately she was... was... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, just... uh, I, I blurted. I blurted. Yeah. Uh, just just going to say she was, a, she was phenomenal at not going into eliminations. Which is what you want. And we always like praise people like mark long right for never going into elimination stuff like that so she's very good at that um and yeah I, I i hear she's like a beast athletically now too like she works out like all the time and stuff like that she would actually probably be better at the show now than she was back then but she just has no interest so bring bring challenge all stars yeah. <laughs> mark long speaking <laughs> yeah for sure i'm sure they've tried i'm sure they've tried yeah probably yeah so. Uh, that does it for them. Yeah. And eventually we will see that everyone, even Mike and Leroy, will eventually straggle their way up the mountain. Uh, it's possibly at 4 a.m. when Mike and Leroy get there, but they do get there and everyone's going to uh, try to get some sleep, um, some more successfully than others. Yeah. Uh, we see Kenny uh, keeps Wes up with his uh, shit talk about Wes's <laughs> performance throughout the day, telling everyone I even had to carry this guy, which Kara takes great glee in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Wes is like not being able to sleep listening to this. And he calls Kenny out on it <laughs> and is like, hey, man, I don't think it's a great idea for you to shit talk your partner like during the final to the other teams. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a good idea. And I kind of agree with Wes here. It's like you don't want to give – you don't want Tyler and Johnny to think like, oh, man, we got a shot. They're combusting. Like you don't want them to have any faith, right? You want them to think yeah. like, hey, me and Wes are good together. We're working as hard together. You're not going to be able to beat us. Don't even think about it because there's no chance. A hundred percent. Yeah. You don't slouch over when you're like playing a sport. And you're like, you don't give the other team any mental ammunition whatsoever. You got to project – strength and confidence uh, for sure this is like a uh, sports 101 so like kenny just totally letting his emotions get the best of him he's never been a strategist you know he's he's not the sharpest tool in the shed i don't think i don't think he's ever been accused of that and i think uh like look is it gonna have a significant impact probably not but it's simply 
just a bad, dumb move as a yeah. teammate. For I'll sure. disagree that Kenny's not a good strategist, but a lot of times he does let his emotions and his anger uh, kind of get in the way with maybe what he knows he's supposed to do. Oh, okay. Well, it's, I mean, he, he's been in a dominant alliance a few times. He's good uh, with, with the people that tend to run the game. But, like, have we ever seen him do anything that seemed very smart or brilliant, like, game-wise, game wise. I guess, that, I guess that's a good point for sure. I guess I just think that when you're, like, the head of an alliance, you have to be good to a certain extent, right? I think he's good politically. He, he makes friends. He makes powerful friends in the game very well. Uh, I see a difference between that and being like a strategist, though. Would you consider Bananas a good strategist? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think you kind of have to give that to him for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I guess I would have to see back on Kenny's seasons because now that I'm thinking about, it, I can't think of like, like you said, like one move he did where it's like, oh wow, he really masterminded this thing. Which we can totally say that about Wes, you know. Yeah, see, Wes, there's a difference, and this is like a whole other topic. Uh, I know, but just to just to get into it a little bit. I feel like Bananas, like, he wouldn't be on the top of my list for strategists, I guess. And maybe I'm being really nitpicky here, but he's more just, like, generally really good at the political game. Uh, he's good at winning allies and running the house and all that. But, like, then you go watch other shows where you watch someone like a Dr. Will uh, or uh, Dan Giesling or someone like that on Big Brother uh, who, like, actually come up with these ingenious plans to get themselves out of trouble or to to control the direction of the game i don't really see that from most players um except for wes who's like way worse politically i think in a lot of ways than bananas like finds himself on the wrong side of the numbers way more often but he has these like flashes of brilliance where he executes like really really smart plans to get himself out of trouble which is really fun to watch but i think that makes him like two different types of players does that make any sense no it did i i've never really thought of there being a distinction between the political game and the strategic game, as you put it. I've always kind of thought of them as one and the same. But it does make sense what you're saying. It is kind of different making friends with people and maintaining those friendships. Like Derek Kaczynski, right? Great political player, maybe not a great strategist. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, I think and the same thing. I think everything I said, you could apply to him too, probably. Yeah. Uh, just one man's opinions. Uh, curious if anyone else agrees, disagrees with any of that. Uh, I've never really thought about this before too much either, but it's like, like they say, man, there's so many different types of intelligence. Uh, yeah. We got to split it even further than just political versus social versus like book smarts. You know, like I think you could, you could, uh, you get into the weeds here. It'd be interesting to see a chart of like these players' strengths and weaknesses. You know, someone should make that up. There's a few, maybe a future podcast where we talk about this, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Ooh, Ooh. exciting! Um, yeah, but right. but yeah, Kenny doesn't really have a good retort or anything. He's just like, yeah, sorry, uh, I was frustrated. Uh, John, this was a really funny moment that I must call out. Uh, Johnny is complimenting Mike and he's like, Mike, you should be really proud of yourself, man. This is a really, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. What you've accomplished this season and on cue, Mike throws, yeah. <laughs> Mike throws up <laughs> on cue. The timing is hilarious. And I had to watch it back a couple times to, to, cause I had to know if Johnny actually said it at the time that, that Mike threw up and he did you can see his lips moving in the background and it's perfect <laughs> oh thank you for doing the research to back that up yes. uh 
Now we we can rest easy knowing that this <laughs> did happen in real time. I mean, because yeah. it was just so funny. I like I couldn't believe at first that like the timing was that perfect of him vomiting after Johnny's like complimenting him. Oh, so I know, great. I know. This seems like a total editor move for sure. But no, and and this is particularly remarkable because this was the one compliment that bananas gave out this entire season and then he managed to get interrupted right well giving out that one compliment like that was that was it and that was it he hit his quota and mike mike blew it literally and maybe for the next couple seasons i mean we haven't done we haven't done any <laughs> retrospectives of those yet so who knows but yeah um ev doesn't get any sleep at all uh they they all get up the next morning and tj informs them that they are gonna have to climb up this big ass mountain and that the team who got first place from day one has a whopping two-minute lead over everyone else. Second place has one-minute lead, and third place, uh, sorry, Mike and Leroy. <laughs> yeah, here it is. All yeah, right. here I it mean, is. Here it is. We already talked about this. I know this is a pretty popular opinion, I'm pretty sure, in the community, so not really breaking new ground, but... Let's just say her piece, uh, Joseph. Why does this suck so much ass? Um, hmm, it's bullshit. And and, then, and watching <laughs> this whole thing, just like it really, I didn't think it would bother me that much. I really didn't. And then I was watching Johnny and Tyler win. And I was like, this is really upsetting me. Like 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 like, <laughs> like like this was such bullshit. Like they they smoked them, and, you, and it doesn't really come across on the show as much. So if you were just watching by design, yeah, so. right. So if you were just watching the show, like it probably wouldn't bother you. But just knowing as a fan that it was forty five minutes difference comes down to two minutes, and not only that. Like we didn't mention this part. Once they climb up the mountain, they each get like a GPS where they have to like find like the key based on like this sound it's emitting or something. I don't even know how it worked really. And then they have to unlock the thing, which I also thought was stupid. Like why not just make it whoever gets up to the thing faster wins? Like it looked like they were both like so even. It seems so dumb to me to have it come down to like searching for this thing. I don't know if that ultimately I guess it did, right? Because they found it first. But like, I, I'm not sure how much that contributed to Johnny and Tyler winning. But that also seemed egregious too. Oh, I, I mean, it was it was the entire final at that point. I, I'm really curious as to how they all got bunched up. I I don't know. It looked like they were all in separate shots going up the mountain, and then at some point after they got to the top, they all got bunched up. So I can only assume that it was when they were all looking for these devices or the keys or whatever. But, uh, dude. I obviously agree with you. I it just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth, and I know we're such colossal dorks. Like getting <laughs> an iota upset over the results of this stupid show make no sense, and like there's something wrong with us mentally. But I feel the same way, dude. It's like you had this one amazing day one to a final, which was all about endurance and athleticism and willpower above pretty much all else. And yeah. then day two, it boils down to like. Uh, a, a one minute lead 60 second lead over the next team behind you and like a little like needle in a haystack type scavenger hunt it's like why that's just yeah. like uh, who came up with this idea i i just don't get it man i just don't get how this was supposed to be like a really satisfying ending yeah and i i get it like you don't want johnny and or you don't want kenny and wes to maybe have like that big of a lead but like Maybe you should have thought about it before before all this. It just seems so unfair to them. And like, let's look at it in this way. Everything that anyone ever talks about from this final 
Kenny and Wes won at, right? Like, any of, like, the bad shit anyone ever talks about from this final was from day one. It wasn't from day two. So, like, the hardest part of the final, Kenny and Wes smoked uh, Johnny and Tyler in, and Johnny and Tyler just get it because they were able to find their thing, like, slightly faster on the second day. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and just looking at it, like, you can tell from the footage that they all just pretty much got to their stuff like around the same time uh they were both just looking around listening to beeps and it really was just like a coin flip that's like what it felt like it was so unless there's some hidden skill you need uh that i'm completely missing it was just like it all came down to a coin flip and yeah. it's just like uh gross yeah gross. so uh, but we see mike bummer. and we see mike and leroy another bummer uh they oh yeah they quit unfortunately mike uh just is not feeling it he feels like after being sleep deprived and everything like that that he just doesn't want to take the risk i i kind of get it too especially at that point it's like you know that you're not gonna win pretty much like these two teams have been well they, they had a shot though they're only two minutes behind they're only two minutes behind you know and if it There's doesn't a crap shoot. scavenger hunt but they both seem Can you to imagine oh my god dude like this was the exact way that mike and leroy could have won like this is the exact final for them. They just get to this point and then win this like little little scavenger hunt. Yeah, I kind of understand why Leroy at least wanted to try it. I don't think they would have won ultimately. <laughs> I feel like they would have just been too far behind Johnny and Tyler. I think physically it was their first final together, and just I just don't think they would have stacked up. But yeah, it would have been interesting to at least see them try. Uh, and yeah, I, did, I wish they won. Yeah, I wish I wish, I, I so wish Mike would have at least tried. This wasn't a great look, but TJ. Did not clown him, Eric. He said that he he got TJ's approval. So I don't know how much we can question it. Because TJ did say, Mike, I would normally clown you, but this is pretty dangerous. So I know it's killing you not to go up there and try. So, yeah, we'll just end your time here. Look, and it's, like, it's not like Mike didn't. I feel like if it was a straight-up race, Mike would have still done it, right? Like, it, it really was just the fact that it was, like, this steep mountain that seemed pretty dangerous. Yeah. No, I... I don't know what I thought at the time. I probably was hard on Mike, but looking back, I don't really blame him. I don't really blame him. I, looking at the devastation that this final wreaked on these players, uh, rot actually. I, I don't know. Uh, like to, to like actual athletes, you know. And then looking at Mike, he's like, he he, he doesn't really belong here. Like he right. shouldn't be here. The fact, the fact, that, fact that he's he made it survived. this far and like not quit or like. You know, we've seen the the J uh, the Jays of the world quit for less, right? So yeah. it's like you know, I'm I was really impressed with Mike throughout this whole season. Honestly, he was a really good sport throughout everything. Tried his best, and you know, he really just hit a wall right here. Yeah, like I just picturing him feeling incredibly dizzy and disoriented, and like possibly dehydrated, zero sleep, like everything from day one. I wouldn't want to go up a mountain either. You know, I I don't know. I, it's hard to tell exactly how much of it is walking up a mountain and how much of it is like rock climbing up close to vertical yeah. parts of the mountain. But if there's anything like rock climbing involved, and then I get it. I get it. So that's that's his call. Sucks for Leroy. This yeah. really kicks off the string of Leroy's bad luck uh, partner experiences, yes. which will plague him through the rest of his career. I will say, I remember Leroy talking in the reunion about how they didn't show it, but he was dying too, like throughout that final. Like he feels like it, they were, they were, <laughs> they were both just spent at that point. 
And Leroy obviously is still just the greatest human being in the world. Uh, just so nice to Mike. Doesn't make him try to make him feel bad or anything like that. It's like, hey, man, yeah. I would rather you not get hurt than, you know, anything. You mean this friendship means more than me than anything. And it's amazing. And they just were so great throughout the season. Uh, we love seeing Mike and Leroy. And yeah, it's a great storyline. Yeah, there's another small moment when as soon as they find out what the deal is with them sleeping the night before, Leroy just like instantly goes like, I'll, I'll take the first shift. You know, like he yeah. was just, like he didn't even give it a thought. He man. says, he I'll just, let my think, boy sleep. Yeah, he knew that like he had to step up and he really carried Mike through this whole final, the entire day one part anyway. Yeah. Uh, one of the best rookie performances ever, right? Like, yes. uh, gotta be right? one, of, one of the all timers he smokes all these guys in the rope climbing challenge uh and you know he, he does really well throughout this final seemingly um and throughout the season and and socially too which is really good and i also yeah. we i think we got to give some credit to mike too i think that the fact that that they had that one elimination where they could have gone in uh, and wes tells him like hey we don't want to go against you guys if it's a puzzle right so I think Leroy was right when he said that if Adam was still here, I might have gone home a long time ago. But like Mike was the smarts, I was the the strength of it. We made it work, and yeah, I think they I think they both did awesome. Yep, yep. We yep. love it. Uh, Why can't Mike and Leroy have their own TV show? That would have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, I might tune in for like thirty minutes, but uh, <laughs> Eric, come on. You know, I'm being being realistic here. Rob, um, Rob and Big, Mike TV and Leroy, come on, you don't see it? Yeah, not really. Okay. But uh, they are a fantastic team, yes. and they had a great run. Mike will never come back to the challenge, right? Never again. Which no one and done. Yeah, I honestly, I'm glad. Like this, this Mike would have. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's lucky he didn't draw a hall brawl at some point on this season right so the chances <laughs> yeah, of that would have much sure. more increased had he been back i think he ended on a good note uh even though he quit he ended on a good note he had a good an okay note. he had a okay good note. he had a good season eric come on it's not taken away from mike mike he did good yeah no you look he, he did all right he, they never got last yeah the season where getting last means you go into elimination they never got last yeah uh, that that is an I feel like that always goes. Thing. I feel like that always goes unregarded too. Like like people think that's not a big deal, but it's like Laurel and Cara got last twice. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kenny and West did too. So it's not it's not exactly easy never getting last. Yeah, they went into two eliminations. No, it's not. You know, you got to be well rounded as a team. Yeah, and the odds like they, they might not seem like that big of an odds. Like oh, all you have to do is not get last. But, but when there's only seven teams, like, eventually. Yeah, it's like one in seven, uh, then one in six, and then one in five, and then one in four. And they need to dodge all of those. So, great job to them. Yep. Um, and that's it. But, but also, bad over. job. There's nothing else end, to no. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, they do climb up the mountain, and we do see the GPS. Yada, thing. yada, yada. They yada, have to yada. find it. And Johnny and uh, Tyler win rivals. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. I did yeah. think that right place, right time. From a story perspective, disregarding the forty-five minutes, I actually do think this is kind of a good ending, uh, just because Johnny and Tyler were friends on the real world season. They actually did have beef. This was actually kind of similar to like the Adam and CT relationship, where like they were they were closer closer at first, and then kind of slowly, uh, you know, as time went on, 
you know, separated a little bit and they rekindled their friendship throughout this. So I actually did think this was kind of a satisfying ending in some senses. Yeah, I mean, the team that were on the same page and really had each other's back, they won. And the team that could never get along and hated each other and Wes and Kenny, they lost. So, yeah, real storybook ending that way. <laughs> yeah, real storybook ending. Once you know the details, you're like, uh, okay, well, Kenny and Wes got screwed. And it, this is kind of one of those things where it's like, if you ever want to like nitpick Johnny Banana's career, this is like a perfect way to do it right. You're just like, okay, if Abram doesn't quit on the island, he doesn't win that season and therefore doesn't win the ruins and then if the times are adjusted here he doesn't he's not really the winner of rivals so yeah just yeah kind of a blemish on his career if you'd ask me yeah i'm sure he's crying all the way to the bank <laughs> yeah i'm just saying whenever we get to ranking players and stuff like that i think it's it's something to keep in mind no and this is a debate i often have with with some people who like i see the opinion out there a lot that's like it's literally just Number of championships, that's it. That's the end-all, be-all. You know, it's if you won it, you deserved it. And I could not disagree with that more. Uh, I think it's more nuanced than that, for sure. Uh, like, there, there's an overwhelming evidence. There's a lot of stuff in Bananas' favor, having won so many titles. It's it's incredible. But there are these moments like this. His elimination record sucks. He's still got all the championships. But that does not necessarily, I don't think, mean he's by default the best challenger ever certainly the most prolific you cannot take that away from him yes for sure and uh evelyn and paula win paula will finally shut up about never winning and uh and evelyn just once again is a beast she didn't have like a huge presence on the season i felt like evelyn uh i don't feel like we saw a lot of her personality i feel like most yeah. times it was like her just telling the guys what they were doing was stupid and like it was and she was usually right about everything she called out but yeah this wasn't like a season where i feel like we learned a lot about her or paula really i guess paula had some moments near the end but it didn't seem like there was necessarily a lot of character development no I, she was just kind of there and she was always right and she was always good i mean aside from the first elimination right that they went into Evelyn and Paula, when they had that DQ, they just kind of steamrolled their way to the end. Yeah. Like not, didn't break a sweat, it seemed like. And uh, this was just a really, really fitting uh, season for, for Evelyn, I think. She just dominated. And this yeah. is her last season too, right? Yes, this would be Evelyn's last oh, season on the challenge. So sad. Such so a sad. bummer. Obviously, Evelyn has gone on to a super successful career as a lawyer. Uh, I believe she worked on the Biden campaign as well. Uh, so Evelyn's super successful in real life. Totally get why she decided to leave the challenge. But we just love Evelyn on this show. She's one of my favorite female competitors, if not my favorite. One of my favorite competitors just in general. She's just so strategic and strong and tells it like it is. And like she tells Paula at one point when she's crying, she's like, Paula, get it together during the final. She's just so tough and badass. And Evelyn, please come back for Challenge All-Stars. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. She's she's incredible. Uh, Sam, she's definitely my favorite, my favorite uh, like female player and easily one of uh, my favorite players to watch. I mean, uh, especially in these older seasons. Um what's what's what more is there to say man like, yeah. it's kind of crazy to think that she started with like what she was the first one out on her first season at age like 18 right? yeah yeah and then went, went on to this partner with danny crazy... jameson <laughs> that's the problem right there yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, she's incredible. And, you know, even like some of her moments that get picked apart by fans, like when she comes across like kind of whiny or, you know, gets mad at her partners. I don't know. I, I kind of find it endearing. I'm a little weirdo, I guess. But uh, I'm like, dude, she's just that competitive. I love that. So yeah. it was great to see her just do so well in the season. And like you said, Polly got her championship. Great storyline. Redemption arc there. Um, Kara and Loyal. They were they were happy with second place. They took it well. Yeah. It seems Unlike, they celebrated a little bit, which is surprising. I would have thought Laurel would have been more upset, but no, she she was she was totally good with this. No, she was happy. I think she was happy to finish with Car too. I re- it really did seem like they mended their friendship, though. I will say throughout the season, I just kind of I think they're two intrinsically different people who, in this circumstance, were kind of forced to be friends. And I think that's why their relationship kind of dissolves later on as we see is that they are just such different people. Uh, and I think Kara really did annoy uh, Laurel a lot throughout the season, as she points out, but I think she was yeah. able to handle it better because she is so competitive and she knows like, Hey, I have to get along with this girl. If I, if I can win this thing. That's right. Which brings us to Wes and Kenny who finish <laughs> off this challenge by, I mean, it's really one-sided. Kenny's just berating Wes. Yeah. Wes just being like, what are you doing, man? Like, what what is happening right now? Yeah. He, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. As they're climbing up the mountain when they get to – when they're racing, we still see, like, nice partner. Kenny's like, come on, buddy. Let him on. We can do it, man. Like, come on, buddy. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's painting it on so thick. And then once they lose, he's like, you useless motherfucker. I hate you. He's just going in on Wes. He takes the th- GPS that Wes is holding and throws it. Like, he is so angry. They started how they began as rivals. <laughs> yeah. They finished how they be- began, I think. Uh, Damn it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna tweak that for you talking's hard uh he's like it is man it is listening to myself back on podcasts i'm like i don't know how i have any friends in life at all i feel like i can't even string two sentences together sometimes but anyway i feel like this season like you said kenny is like uh dr kenny and mr wonderful uh which is (laughs) It's, it's sounded better in my head, but it really is like two sides of the coin, like two sides, two sides. Per- oh God, take it, take it away, take it away. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes cut, he's being cut. supportive. For- no, no, no cuts. Sometimes he's being a supportive partner. Uh, but like I said before, I just he can't hide how much he hates us. I don't even think we talked about throughout this whole season the whole Johanna thing, but that is like really where like this whole thing starts with. Kenny hooking up with Johanna after Wes breaks up their engage or they break off their engagement, everything, and he feels like he Wes feels like he was betrayed by Kenny. I don't think Kenny ever really liked Wes that much in the first place because there's like a scene from Gauntlet Three where he's like making fun of Wes to Johanna's face uh, while they're still together or whatever. Um, mm, so yeah, it always seemed like there was something there. Uh, they just never really liked each other, and. A competition where they had to work together wasn't going to change that unless they put some money in their pockets. And even then, they probably would have found a way to hate each other along, like down the line, right? Yeah, probably would have given it like a month after this. Uh, <laughs> By the right time the reunion reunion came around, they'd probably still be hating each other. But who For knows? Sure. What if it like bonded them together? And this is like I don't know. Who knows? Winning would really like solve a lot of the issues. I think. Uh, I think it would. It would give them like something really like 
universally positive to look back on. Excuse me. Who knows, man? Who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this was a it was an incredible storyline. That's what I do know. Yeah. Like this along with the CT stuff. Yeah, this is the other dominant storyline of the season. And it was by far so funny watching them work to, work together. This season's hilarious uh, for them alone in a lot of ways. They added, added so much comedy with Wes being happy at Kenny's downfalls and vice versa. They were just never able to make it work together. They're like uh, oil and water, whatever you want to call it. Yep. They just they don't mix. And I think Wes is funny. I, I like root for him on these shows. He brings a lot to these shows. Uh, I think I think Kenny is funny uh, in the confessionals. He's he's good at that. Like uh, that's that's the only nice thing I'm going to say about Kenny. But um, and even I found their downfall to be incredibly fun and hilarious to watch. So imagine if you hate these two. Like how fun would this be? Watching them completely fall apart and at various points perform horribly throughout this season <laughs> yeah like what a what a ride whether you love them or hate them and, and they still made it all the way but that's uh that's pretty much it for rivals uh we did it we did it this is so crazy we did rivals we yes we've been talking about this for a minute i can't believe we actually finished it um i guess Joseph, where where do we stand where do we stand right now like we started this podcast as friends uh are we are we have we like kept that friendship going in your opinion or right. are we like closing it on rivals? Yeah, like, where are we at, dude? No, for sure. Uh, I think you're a useless motherfucker who's not good at anything in life. So that's what. What? what, what where is this coming from? <laughs> I don't. What, I don't get it. Are you looking at my knee? <laughs> it's pulsing right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I would land on this season. Um. I guess final thoughts on the season, Eric. I think we started it beforehand. We were both like, this is the greatest challenge season of all time. All that stuff. Did your opinions change about this season at all as uh, time went on? You know, I definitely need to watch more seasons before I can really confidently say it's the greatest of all time. But I think it's still a contender for yeah. sure. Uh, I think I think it does live up to it. I don't know what it is. Like the smaller cast, fewer episodes means like this more highly concentrated storyline, I guess, where like we talked about the uh, CT and Adam and then CT and Adam versus the mob and Wes versus Kenny. Yeah. Uh, and then all the inter conflicting rivalries. Like it, it was just a slam dunk concept that played out as well as you could hope for. Then of course, on the other side, you get Paula's redemption arc, yeah. Evelyn, needing to needing Paula to win if she wants to win again. And then Laurel and Cara Maria, their relationship uh, was, was fantastic uh, TV. Uh, Jen and Mandy, you know, yeah, whatever. you're right. Um, yeah. The <laughs> but D- Jasmine and John, a were great. Rookies. Jasmine and John, yeah. a were great. Mike and Leo were great. Uh, Operation yeah. D day. I thought was a great moment. Uh, there were, there was a lot of really cool standout moments throughout the season. I guess my I don't know if it's the greatest season of all time. I'd still probably put it top five for sure. I, I, I'd say my only downsides on it were, as we've kind of talked about, it did seem kind of straightforward as far as the alliances and stuff like that. There was obviously a lot of attention on CT and Adam, but it never seemed like there was a realistic point where the mob wasn't going to you know come out on top, or right? Like... It just seemed like they had their alliance set and they're going to stampede on the way to the end. There were some points in the game where it could have flipped on them if certain eliminations would have went certain ways, but they never ultimately did. I was going to say, I mean, we're watching it back knowing that that's how it goes down, but I think that, like you said, like 
if two eliminations maybe went differently, then it could have gone flipped. And then there's also the intrigue of CT and Adam, I guess, but CT could just win his way to the end. Like there, there was always that right up into uh, the penultimate episode. Yeah. So I, for that reason too, I, I don't think they were short on suspense, even though there was clearly a dominant alliance this whole season. Yeah. I also think some of the storylines throughout, maybe, you know, I could have done less with that Adam and Jen stuff. Maybe some of the relationship stuff in general felt like it never really went anywhere. Uh, but, yeah. but that's just us, man. That's just us. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the challenge without these faux romance storylines. For sure. This is all nitpicky stuff. Like if we're ranking best seasons of all time, like that's, that's really my only something to say about it. All the stuff I did like though, like we said, it was hilarious. A lot of the dynamics were great. The casting was amazing as far as the rivalries that they managed to get on the show. And I don't think they could have planned some of them out any better like like adam and ct's storyline was great ct Perfect. or uh, west and kenny's and uh car and laurels as we talked about there's just so many that wrapped up very nicely mm-hmm. yeah let's tie a bow on it um yeah. real quick i mean tune out now if you want uh thanks for listening really yes. and if you want to hear us talk and blather on some more for spies lies and allies you know, subscribe so you'll continue to get us in your feed. Please and thank you. But I, I'm just curious, Joseph, you said this was top five for sure. What are the other seasons that you have in the mix? It's my last question. Okay. I'm just, I'm dying to know. Battle of the X's 2, I think is a really good season. Ooh. That's the one that uh, Sarah and Jordan, uh, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, competing. Nice save. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They appear in it. Uh, they compete in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely on yeah. it. And uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> if you haven't watched it by now, you're listening to Challenge Podcast. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, that's a really good season. I really like uh, Fresh Meat 2 with uh, Kenny versus Wes. Uh, uh, the Duel's always a good one. Um, War of the Worlds actually, I think, is a really good season too. Oh, a newer think, one. Yeah, I think that's a really strong season. So there's some that, that I think okay. are in the mix. I get confused these days with the titles yep. so easily. Is that the U.S. versus U.K. one? No, that's the one before. That's the one that's like all like deserty, like uh, Mad Max themed. Okay, wait. So War of the War of the Worlds is is partners where where the one you're talking about was teams. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. That right. was World okay. Worlds too. God, how do I forget these so quickly? I mean, I watch them all. all right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All so right. there, there's I, some I, I think a... are in the mix are just. I think Cutthroat's really good too. I really like Cutthroat. Uh, That's good. Yeah. yeah. So I think for me, I love the ones in this like sweet spot where it feels like half old school and but like not completely ancient. Yeah. And you know, uh, kind of. I mean, maybe it's just because I started watching them, but like Free Agents was my first season. So anything before that, but like not too far back, I, I typically enjoy watching. I don't yeah. know, it just feels like like old school MTV show, old school meaning like late 2000s, early 2010s, I guess. Uh, but 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 uh, there's still like some of that new school like mechanics of the game. And it's like yeah. a little better produced and all that, you know? And as we've talked about, this was kind of like, a passing of the baton type of challenge right because so many people retired from this season who were like faces of the show like evan and kenny and and evelyn and jen and all these people 
And so we haven't talked about Tyler. Is he in the list, by the way? Oh yeah, Tyler never came back. Yeah, I just wanted to add him real quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's another one. Yeah, Tyler never came back. I think that Tyler had a really interesting challenge career, I think, where his first two seasons, he's really not seen as like a good competitor at all, really. And then he comes back for cutthroat way bigger, wins that challenge, beats Eric Kaczynski in an elimination, then comes back and wins this one. Pretty pretty strong uh, last two seasons to end on. Uh, I like. I really liked Tyler sometimes, and other times I thought he was very entitled and mean uh, throughout this season. Um, but overall, I do like Tyler. I think he's a. I think he's a good guy, and I, I don't understand why they didn't cast him more. I think he was a really good competitor, and he could have done really cool things on this show. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good summary to me. I don't know too much to add. Yeah. Flawed human, just like the rest of us. Yeah. But he certainly was a big character in the show, a big player. And uh, he really came on strong his last couple seasons with these wins. Yeah. So if that's, if you want to go out like that, man. If you're going to pick a way to retire, it's on a back of a couple wins, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I yeah, it's, it's, it's still a great season. It's definitely up there, but I would have to watch the other ones to rank it properly. But once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to 10 podcast episodes of these two mm-hmm. guys rambling about the challenge rivals. It was so cool to look back yeah. and do the season and watch it. it. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm down on the season at all. I still really love this season. I think it's one of the best challenge seasons of all time. And it might still be number one after I watch some of those back. Uh, yeah, you're just saying maybe like it's, right. uh, it's in the mix, right? In the, in the top five mix, that's yeah. a really good place to be. Yeah, it's a lot of seasons. Yeah, so I really like it. Still, I thought the storylines were great. Once again, thank you guys for listening, Eric. Do you have anything else to add? The Battle of the Bloodlines is that number six for you? Uh, that might be number one with the bullet actually. Uh, but if you guys are still interested in listening about us talk about the challenge for whatever reason, uh, go ahead and subscribe. We are going to be covering spies, lies, and allies. Oh, I already already asked them. I already asked them. Yeah, I asked them twice. But That's you got to say, say it at the end of the podcast. Too. No, no, you just canceled it out. You just canceled it out, man. Now they're going to unsubscribe. Eric, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make us fucking rivals at the end of this podcast. You don't, you don't stop. <laughs> oh no! Oh come on! Oh, I was doing so well. Yes, we're the Mike and Lee right now. We're the Kenny and Wes. Uh, thank you guys so much once again for listening. And this be Wes. has been the Reality Friends podcast. Stay tuned for more coverage on your favorite MTV show, The Challenge. Bye. See ya. But we're not actually rivals, right? You were just saying that? I fucking... The podcast? I can't stand...